You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, um, I don't know what to do other than the fact that I have to do the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I should. Um, I talked yesterday about the fact that uh, yesterday might be it, you know. I also mentioned I hadn't come to terms with it, and I didn't know what to do if they did. But, um, I mean, what, what do you say, man? You know, I mean, it's just I've talked about how even in my own mind there's kind of the competing thought processes. I've got the Mr. Negative in my own head, and then I've got, you know, the the Mr. Rational part of my brain, and both of them are kind of looking at me and just going, nah, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the rational part of my brain says what? I mean, this is football. Only one in 32 teams win. It's a good season, blah, blah, blah. But even then, it's like, you know, so so what? Every year is just a roll of the dice. Best of luck to you. The negative part of me is um, the more dominant part, having a hard time even articulating the rational part because that part's like, you know what, just let this guy have at it. And to be honest, I'm, I'm not as much angry as I am just kind of sad. Um, I mean, it, it is it is angering, but um, I mean, it, it feels kind of similar to last year. I don't think I'm as upset as I was last year. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it feels very different than last year, but when, when last year ended, I just remember thinking, I don't know what to do. That team was was perfect. You know, I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. It was a fantastic football team. There's nothing you can do as far as how do we fix this team so it doesn't happen last year because it's it's your stars that are not showing up. It's not that, well, it's, it was our weaknesses that got the better of us. No, it was it was our stars. It was the fact that Zadarius and Rashawn did nothing. It was the fact that David, you know, David Bakhtiari wasn't there, but the year before, David Bakhtiari had a bad, you know, the offensive line that carried you, it completely crumbled. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. You know, it's, 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 all, the, it's all the top guys not showing up. And, and again, we're sitting here, and you, you want to be able to say, you know, as long as your top guys show up, I remember it was, I think it was Michael Irvin or something had a quote. I just heard it yesterday. He said he used to tell his guys before these playoff games, he would gather up like the stars, you know, the top Dallas Cowboys of the 90s stars. He'd kind of get together and be like, look, it's on us. This game's on us. Because if we don't do it, we're not going to win. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a team sport and all that. But if, if, if your stars don't show up, you don't have a chance. We have one star, you know, I mean, we, we have a bunch of them, but we got one guy. We got one guy that we're supposed to rely on. We got one guy that's supposed to, to, to be that guy, you know, I mean, he's, you look at it and see the whole time I'm looking at it, like how, how is Rogers going to be able to communicate to the younger guys, how important this is and important to him? You know, you, you know, you can depend on Rogers and Devante and some of these other guys, but 
you know, what are we going to get from from Razul Douglas? Is he going to be able to hang in there? What are we going to get from Stokes? He's a rookie, you know. Is he going to be able to hang in there? Uh, Devondre doesn't really have experience, you know, in this at this level. You know, all these different guys that maybe just don't get it. Even Savage and Jair and, you know, how do, how do you communicate to them? You know, you, you got to give it your all because it's not going to last for Everybody was fine. Jair didn't need a pep talk. Stokes didn't need a pep talk. Razul didn't need a pep talk. The one guy that should know how important this is, the one guy that should be prepared mentally, and, and it's Rodgers. And I know special teams, special, I get it, but it's like, you know, and I, I'm not just trying to, to purely dump on Rodgers. There was a lot of things, but that's, that's the part that makes you feel the most hopeless because it's like, what's the point? Well, in the draft, we got, it, we got a what? The MVP of the league was the letdown. The best player in the entire NFL. Who are we going to get in the draft that's better than Rodgers? Nobody. Probably ever. He's one of the greatest football players to ever step foot on a football team. If that's not good enough to get you a Super Bowl, there, there's just it kind of crushes that whole feeling of, well, if we just do this, we'll fix it. Even special teams. I mean, so what? I mean, it's hard to put it on this garbage long snapper if Aaron Rodgers can't even do it for you. Well, our long snapper's bad, and he got beat on that block, and that got punted. That gave him the seven. I understand that. But what would you rather have? The offense playing like it usually does at home, which is to say, what, 30 points? Or the special team's just not sucking? That accounted for 10. Even with that 10 points, why wasn't it 30 to 30 to 13? This is, this is Green Bay Packers at home, Lambeau Field. That first drive was everything, and then it just fell apart. It was the same thing that we keep seeing from this team in games that don't go well, right? The Saints game, the 49ers game the, the two years ago, the Tampa Bay game last year. I mean, when things don't go well, it's the same thing. And I was telling people this all year whenever people have me on their podcast. What do we do? How do we stop Aaron Rodgers? How do we stop this team? How are we going to win? Pressure Rodgers. All these games look exactly identical. You win up front, you win in the trenches. If we can't run and you pressure Rodgers, you win. And I wouldn't even say we couldn't run, but it was it was tough sledding. You know what I mean? It was it was we were not really getting huge chunks. It wasn't enough that we could just completely lean into it. If we had a passing game that was doing anything, I think it would have been more than enough of a rushing attack. But the fact is, if all you can do is run and you get four yards, and then you run and you get two yards, you know, I mean, if you're averaging three yards a carry, basically, I don't even know what they did, but that's what it felt like. If you run two times, you're you're in third and in medium. You're going to have to throw, and I, you know, it just wasn't going well. But if you can be stout against the run and get pressure on Rodgers, everything's going to crumble. And I don't know exactly what happened. And, and again, maybe I can't put it entirely on Rodgers. Maybe guys just weren't getting open. I mean, DeGuara did have a drop. That was, you know, it's only one drop, but that was one thing. I know Coach Hahn was watching this game um, acutely, and I, I, I'm going to try to dig in and get some more information from him and from uh, Sam and some some of the tape guys, maybe maybe talk to Dusty and stuff, just to try to get some closure as to what exactly happened and why. But, well, let me read what he said. This was his assessment of the game, because some people are, are mad about wide receivers, and I'm not even going to, I'm not going to argue with anybody. There's there's every reason to be upset about something. Pick a thing and, and, you know, go for it. I don't care. Here's what coach said yesterday. Take this as you will. Your defense was an A+. Special teams were C. Offense was a C-. Your quarterback was an F. From his perspective, the, the, the biggest problem in this game by a mile was Rodgers. Now, obviously, most people are going to take uh, issue with giving special teams a C, and I think that's fair. But I'm, I'm not really going to sit here and argue about that. That's not really the point. The point is, that is the saddest part. 
Um, you know, I wish we could just sit here and say, man, if we could just draft a receiver, we'll be fine. And a lot of people are going to do that. You know, I had somebody, I just was perusing through Twitter, stop defending Gutekunst. We don't have any wide receivers. Okay. Well, you know what we did have? We had one of the best defensive performances of the entire season. We have Aaron Rodgers, we have Devontae Adams, we have Aaron Jones. If your takeaway is we just need a, you know, one better wide receiver and we're going to just dominate everybody, I mean, I guess that's a take. I don't know what, what else to say. It's something. But it's just, again, it's just that feel. You can look at other teams. I mean, San Francisco, San Francisco's probably going to get smoked. And, and we set up Tampa Bay, depending on how they do, or, or L.A., whoever ends up winning. I keep just assuming they're going to win. I don't know who's going to win. But um, with all the injuries San Francisco had, we set them up real nice to just waltz into a Super Bowl. Um, but if San Francisco loses, you know, they could easily turn around and say, we need a new quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, and by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo was garbage. He was just horrible. And yeah, he's injured and all that. But But the point is... San Francisco can look at it and say, look how good we are. Look how good our offensive line, our running backs, our receivers, our defense, just a stout team. All we need to do is drop a quarterback in here and we're unstoppable. And you know what? They're probably right. Why aren't the Packers that way? I mean, and it's not, listen, again, getting back to the rational part of my brain, I understand there are no guarantees, but I don't understand why we can never count on our stars. I understand why we can't count on a garbage special teams to step up. I get it because they're terrible. That was expected. What I don't expect is for our stars to not show up. And that's what's been crushing us these last few years, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's our offensive line, whether it's our pass rushers, whatever it is, there's always something that doesn't show up. And like I said on Twitter, the part that was bugging me the most yesterday is, you know, we've been anticipating this big, great return, you know, and how great and dominant this team is going to be when we get Zadarius and Jair and, and Whitney Merciless and all these guys back, and it's going to be so amazing. And you know what it was? It was. That defense was just unbelievable. And if we could have just had a halfway competent offensive performance or a not collapse of, of special teams, either or would have been fine. We would have won the game. We would have moved on. And again, it, I don't know. You know, it's just been, it's been all these years of Rodgers complaining about the team and maybe not openly, but, but that's been the whole thing, right? And, and to this day, you got a lot of Packer fans who are like, if Rodgers just had this, if Rodgers just had Rodgers had everything he needed. He failed. The pressure was getting to him. Like we've seen with all these games, it starts getting to him. He starts to panic. He doesn't pull the trigger or he pulls the trigger on the wrong guy. And every time I try to make excuses like, well, nobody was open, they show a replay and I always see a guy open. And I don't know if it's because he's constantly pressured and flushed out of the pocket so the field gets cut in half or what the issue is, but you know, what else can you say? And everyone's like, well, just get rid of Roger. You know, not everyone, but there's there's all different kinds of opinions. We're going to get to that on, uh, you know, I solicited Patreon. I didn't know if anybody was going to reach out, but everybody was very willing to give their opinion. We got a lot of opinions. But on Twitter and everywhere else, there's been a lot of people saying, just get rid of Rogers. He's, he's garbage. But again, even that, and do what? And do what? Find a new quarterback who's what? Better than an MVP quarterback? Anyways, I didn't finish my thought, but what I had said on Twitter was that we got all these guys back and we were right because it was such a great performance. And the worst part is we had it for one day to see Rashawn and Zadarius and Preston and Whitney Merciless and Kenny Clark all together on the field to see Devondre Campbell step up the way he did. I mean, yeah, Kittle got his, right? Kittle beat Devondre, Kittle beat Stokes, Kittle beat Amos, Kittle beat kind of everybody on our team. I get that. But aside from that, (laughs) and a couple plays by Debo, they did just unbelievably. The pressure was there nonstop, and um, we still lost. We still lost. 
And and the worst part about that is it's all getting blown up, man. You know, I don't know who stays and who goes, but, you know, Gutekunst is in a position now. And, and listen, he's going through the same thought process as us. You know, he's he's got to access the rational part of his brain and try to figure stuff up out. But at the same time, he's, he's a P in his staff are all Packer fans as well looking at this going what do we do are we going to continue to damage and destroy our salary cap to try to bring back this team because it's going to be on a lesser level right next year's team if we don't blow it up which by the way blow it up does mean Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back and and even if they they try to blow it up with Rodgers Rodgers in his press conference yesterday said he's not going to be a part of another rebuild so either they try to do it a Tampa Bay and bring back as many people as they can and just push money out like you would not believe which I don't even know how much is left to push out. I mean, everybody's contract has already been pushed out. We're in a salary cap nightmare. And so, I mean, it feels like the best thing we can do is is cut half of our stars, beg Rodgers to come back on a uh, halfway contract. We're going to have to keep Devontae, no question about it, because that's, you know, when he was talking about this, you could almost hear him just say, it's like, just say Devontae, all right? <laughs> just say you're not coming back if Devontae isn't coming back, because he mentioned, you know, certain players are kind of up in the air and, I want to talk to Gutekunst and see what their plan is before I decide to come back. But he did flat out say, I'm not coming back for a rebuild. And I do think there are certain players that it's like, if he doesn't come back, Devontae included, he's not coming back. And so, um, you know, I, I, I meant it when I said, I think it makes sense that, um, I think it makes sense that they're coming back. I think it makes sense that they want Devontae, they're going to pay Devontae. And I think Rogers wants to be here and he's going to come back and all that stuff. But the, the, the one thing I didn't really consider is from the Packers standpoint, and by the way, this is why they went and drafted Love. It was a similar mentality. The team was a lot worse then than it is now. Rodgers was a lot worse then than he is now. I mean, it wasn't just the collapses. It was the fact of the collapses and just not playing well throughout the season when they started looking at rebuilding. And then Rodgers wins a bunch of MVPs, and it's like, okay, well, let's pause. But now it's like, okay, so what? So he won MVP two years in a row. We got nothing to show for. Why are we going to continue down this path? And it's not even just because of Rodgers. It's just we have been breaking every rule in the Green Bay Packers handbook. Everything Ted Thompson and Ron Wolf said you never do with contracts. You know, you, you you build your best team year to year. You don't you don't damage your future for the present and all this stuff. But Gutekunst said, let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Let's give Rodgers everything we got. Let's go out in free agency. Let's get these stars. Even guys that are not big money guys. They went out and got Razul Douglas. And they went out and got all these guys. And we brought back everybody. And and it didn't work. And and again, the point is, we can try a, hopefully for another mini rebuild, which is, you know, we're going to have to cut several stars, probably have a, a bad year ahead of us and hope to, to find something positive in the future. Or we, you know, again, or we just, we try to, to go all in again, if we can get Rodgers to commit, let's just see. Because, you know, at the end of the day, again, the rational part says what? There's no guarantees. All you can do is build the best team that you can and you see what you can do with it. Right. Let's not forget. I, I I've been trying to avoid this topic as much as I can because I don't want to just be a Debbie Downer on the Packers. But based on just about every metric you can find, the Packers were not that good. They were not as good as they were in 2020. They were not nearly as good as the Super Bowl teams. Looking at DVOA and and the point differential and PFF. I mean, they had them like 10th. They had the 49ers ahead of us. Tampa Bay was ahead of us. The Bills, Kansas City. I mean, all all, all these playoff teams for the most part were ahead of us. So, I mean, the odds were pretty stacked against us. I mean, it was more or less just hoping that our team could overcome that. Again, especially with everybody coming back, which looking at what the defense did, sounded like we had a shot here. But I don't know. 
that's just kind of where I'm at. And, and unfortunately, the decision the Packers have to make rational is, rationally is where I'm just at emotionally. Why bother? You know, I mean, I don't want, I, I understand why bother, because we don't want to see a dark era. We don't want to see the team without Rodgers. We don't want to lose, uh, you know, miss the playoffs this year, next year, and who knows? We don't want to start that. I don't want to go through that. But again, if you're Brian Gutekunst, really, you're going to ruin our future for what? For what? You've proven you can build a, a quality roster, right? So do it. Don't destroy your own tools. Don't destroy the salary cap so that you can't go out in free agency. You're, you, you've done one. I can't imagine there's a GM that's done a better job in free agency. Maybe Tampa, because, you know, you factor in Tom Brady. It's hard to compete with that. It's kind of cheating, but, you know, whatever. If you just factor in the, the, the quality and the amount of quality pieces, you've proven you can do it. You've proven to be a, a high-quality drafter. You've done a good job, despite all the, the people who, you know, don't understand the context of things. You, you've done a good job. Don't cut yourself off of the knees because you're slave to Aaron Rodgers. I, I can't because Rodgers will leave. I can't because Rodgers will get mad at me. I can't because the media will crucify me because I'm not making Rodgers happy. I can't because the, the Rodgers fans will just throw a fit. I can't do the right thing because I'm worried about doing the right thing. Because again, it just feels like the, the alternative is to just come back with a worse version of this. We're going to come back with Rodgers again. The odds of him winning MB, MVP three times in a row are, I mean, just about zero. So you expect a little decline there. Devontae has, I mean, he's he's at, at best peaked. He's he's not going to get better than this. So, at, you know, that's the thing. Everybody's peaked. Rodgers isn't going to get better than this. Devontae isn't going to get better than this. So the only guys you can bring back are the guys that have no, there's no reason to believe they're going to get better, right? If you want the team to get better, you have to invest in people that are not at their peak. If you spend all your money on guys that are already at the top, there's nowhere to go but down. Even if they don't drop off, even if they stay, so what? So we're as good as we were. But again, now we got to get rid of Zadarius. We got to get rid of Preston. We got to get rid of Amos. We got to get rid of whoever, right? All of our wide receivers, MVS and Lazard, they're gone because we got to pay Devontae. We're going to have to restructure Rodgers. We're going to have to pay Jair. We're going to have to do all these things, right? You know, keep this guy, get rid of this guy. I don't know who stays, who goes. I don't know any of that stuff, but I'm just saying it's going to be a worse version. And there's only so many draft picks. Even if you, you, you know, draft fairly well, you can't replace all the guys we're going to lose in the draft with rookies, the guys that don't even have never played a snap in the NFL, that's unrealistic. The other really bad part about this is, you know, people are like, well, just trade Rodgers, get all the picks, and then try to build it. I get that. The problem, number one, is the lack of a quarterback, because obviously Jordan Love is not where he needs to be. But beyond that, um, I don't know that we can trade Rodgers. And I'm not saying because teams don't want him. I'm, I'm saying I, I feel like Rodgers is choosing between Coming back, if the Packers can can show him that they're planning on on you know bringing this whole thing back, getting the band back together, which again is largely impossible. They can't do what Tampa did. It's financially they, they, that what Tampa did is what Green Bay did. Green Bay already did it. You can't do it again. They already got the band back together once. But I think either they demonstrate that we're going to try to bring it back and bring back enough key players for him to decide that, you know, it's it's good enough that they have a shot. But I don't know that Gutekunst can even make that pitch. You know, and, and, and again, why am I changing my tune? Because th- this is how it ended. That's why. When you look at it and say, man, we were not that good. We're not any closer to, I mean, we're, we're, it felt like we're going forwards. It kind of seems like we're going backwards. I don't think this was as good as 2020. And so who do we have to bring back to, to convince Rodgers, hey, we, we got a real shot here. And so if they can't, make that case, does he want to go anywhere else? Maybe, you know, I mean, I, I think legacy's weighing on him a little bit. 
I know some people are thinking, good, retire. I don't want to have to go up against them, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the Green Bay Packers. I'm worried about winning, not losing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to hurt my own team just because I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers, who plays two more years for some team that you know we may never see. But if the Packers kind of illustrate, you know, we're, we're headed toward a, a bit of a rebuild here, and that doesn't mean Devontae, it doesn't mean everybody's gone. I mean, you, you bring back who you think can help you in the future. But um, at that moment, Rodgers is going to realize that um, this is not for me. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in this for my legacy. If I'm going to play, I'm going to play for a Super Bowl. I don't have enough time to sit here and wait for you to rebuild another roster for me to play with. So as confident as I was as he's coming back, this kind of just provided a new angle for me. Um, and it just, it just kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? If, if we assume Rodgers isn't coming back unless we get the band back together and we can't get the band back together, what scenario would require him to come back? You know what I mean? And again, the, the, even the issue is, even, even if we say, oh, we need Rodgers and I hope he comes back, I hope he comes back too. But what's coming back? Again, it's just going to be a lesser version of the team we had this year. Which, I mean, who knows? I don't I don't know, man. Again, just assemble the best team you can and do your best. It doesn't mean they have to be worse. All right, we did get devastated with injuries. Next year, the band back together hopefully would mean David Bakhtiari all year, right? Get Elton, well, I don't know when Elton Jenkins can, can come back, but he is a part of the future. And then you got some young guys that, that still can improve. Josh Myers hopefully plays all year and, and continues to improve. Uh, A.J. Dillon is a, is one of the young, talented guys that has a really high ceiling that just scratched the surface this year. Rashawn Gary, we just saw a superstar. Been talking about this guy, I told you, in um, I told you in 2020. The issue with Rashawn is not talent, it's opportunities. If he gets opportunities, he's going to shine. Zadarius got hurt, he got his opportunities, and he did. The the guy is is a, a borderline superstar already. If he just starts turning some of those pressures into sacks. I mean, he's he's a he's right there. He's he is a up and coming superstar. Eric Stokes just starting to scratch the surface, right? We get Jair back. I mean, he's going to get a long term contract. We have the opportunity to have um, a great cornerback duo. So you know, I don't want to be entirely doom and gloom and say that we don't have a chance unless we bring everybody back. And I don't know who can stay and who can go, but I just think it's kind of a tough sell for Rodgers for Gutekunst to say we're not doing a rebuild. We're, we're, we have to shed a little bit of fat here, but we want to commit to you. We want to keep it going. And, and again, I, I, I don't mean to be too doom and gloom to the point where it's like, well, there's no point because we can't win with Rodgers. That's not true. We have won with Rodgers. We have a very serious problem with certain things collapsing, and maybe that's on Matt LaFleur not putting his guys in the right spot. Maybe that's on not having wide receivers or a quality tight end. Like, you know, I mean, everybody else that's beat us up, a lot of really good teams. They got these tight ends they can rely on. Even Brady has Gronk once in a while that he can rely on. We just don't really have a guy. Whatever. Maybe we get that guy. Maybe maybe if we shed enough fat, we can get that guy in free agency or, or we can draft that guy. I don't know. We got Kenny Clark locked up for a long time. Um, if nothing else, even if we can't keep Devondre Campbell, I think we've proven with this defensive scheme that um, we don't need first-round elite superstars. I mean, Devondre Campbell isn't that guy, but he still played like it. So can you find that guy in the third or fourth round of the draft? And I know that's a dead area for the Packers, but we've 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 seen what we need. A guy like Devondre, who is, you know, he's not Patrick Queen. He's not as athletic as Roquan, but he played better than those guys. Same with corner. I mean, the, the, the defensive system is, is, is rough as the defense looked at times, it has the ability to make guys that have not had a lot of success play really well. So, I mean, it's it's a tough sell, and it's a heck of an uphill climb. And um, 
that that I mean that that's it, man. That's the decision that has to be made going forward. And these are the thoughts that both Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst have to contemplate. You know, and and again, it's not all on Aaron Rodgers. And I don't mean to make it all about Aaron Rodgers. You know, the special teams has to improve. I mean, we're not going to win with that. I I said that what seven eight weeks ago, as most of us did. You know, a lot of people said, "What's the point of firing Mo Drayton? It's too late in the season." <sighs> I don't know, man. Final field goal of the game, we had 10 men on the field. I could have hired my son to be the defensive coordinator. We'd have at least had 11 men on the field, or the special teams coordinator or whatever. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of factors to, to bring in here. The point is there, there, there is no ultimate solution to this. It's, it's not a matter of, well, we, need, we, we just need the guys to play better, the guys that we have. And even, even that doesn't make sense. We need who to play better? Rodgers, he's an MVP. He had a great year. Just didn't show up when it mattered, right? Offensive line played real good, the, the hodgepodge offensive line, except they got worked in this game, didn't they? Which is what happens every play. It's, it's always the offensive line. Never fails. Offensive line is is just cannot handle these games. And we praise our offensive linemen. We praise our offensive line coaches. We praise our everybody for what they do with the offensive line. But it just, again, and they deserve that, but when we need them, they're not there. And I don't know why. I do know we were all nervous about the Turner and Kelly matchup, and I, I don't know exactly what happened. I, the only two times I actually watched Billy Turner, he got thrown on his face. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. And he wasn't even going up against Bosa, right? At least Dennis Kelly has an excuse. Just looking at they don't have the grades or anything up yet, but uh, they do have the recap. It says, Green Bay struggled to protect across the board, giving up 13 pressures as a unit. The news of David Bakhtiari missing in action was a bad omen for the five-man unit. Green Bay's pair of tackles allowed eight pressures to Nick Bosa and company. And that's, you know, again, it's not something that needs to be hammered over and over and over again, but David Bakhtiari didn't play. Why? Because he played against Detroit, right? That's why. We thought it was important that we give these guys some playing time, and so we gave him playing time because, you know, we don't want him to come out flat. Oh, okay. Well, he uh, apparently messed up his injury his knee and uh too much so that he couldn't play and so we didn't get him and there you have it now granted even if he did play and even if that meant we're good enough to win there's no reason to believe he would have been healthy for Tampa because it would that would have been his setback but it's it's just I don't know I don't know man Uh, looking at some other comments they didn't really bury Aaron Rodgers but they didn't really praise him they said he started off hot and then you know as the pass rush got there and the weather got worse he just couldn't drive the ball down the field which Seems like a fair summary. Running backs combined for less than 3.5 yards per rush. Plus, with A.J. Dillon going out, that really hurt us. Um, obviously, Devontae is the only guy that did anything through the air, really. Six receiving yards, two Packers wide receivers and tight ends, not named Devontae Adams. Six targets, two receptions, six yards, one first down. And I think that was Lazard's one catch of the day. Devontae, 11 targets, nine receptions, 90 yards, because Rodgers decided we're just going to force feed. And, 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 you know, again, it probably was... Rodgers having that mentality of, if we're going to win, it's going to be on us. I'm not putting this in the hands of the non-superstars. Well, okay. And Lafleur did it too. Lafleur in his press conference said, uh, you know, we probably threw the ball a little bit too much, but I figure why not put the hand the ball in the hands of your superstar? Same like in that last, last year against Tampa. You should have gone for it on fourth. Why would you not put it in the hand of your superstar? You know, it's easy to look backwards and say you should have put it in the hand of your superstar despite the fact that our superstar was playing pretty poorly in that game as well. But what do you say now? He, 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 the ball was put in his hands. All right, do you feel better? You got what you asked for. 
Last year, why are you running the ball? Put it in his hands. You should go four on four. We definitely would have got it. We could have won the game. Blah, blah, blah. You, sh- you should be fired for not putting it in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Aaron Rodgers is the star. He should just get the ball all the time. Give it to Aaron Rodgers. We'll never fail then. Matt LaFleur said the reason we didn't run the ball more, the reason we kept force-feeding it to Aaron Rodgers probably too much is just based on the fact that he's a superstar. I'm just giving him a chance. And it makes sense. This is on you, dude. You've been wanting this so bad for years, right? You're manifesting it or whatever weird nonsense you're talking about. Speaking it into existence. Some fake whatever. All right, well, here's the ball. Speak into it. Breathe life into it and throw it down the field. See what happens. Nothing happened. But again, I don't, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say. Largely, the problem wasn't, it wasn't like Rodgers and Devontae are trying to drag this dead team around. It wasn't that at all. It was a dead team on offense and special teams for sure, but I don't know. Anyways, a little bit of positive here. Looking at the defensive line, Rashawn Gary's transition from a three technique in college to edge rusher for Green Bay continues to bear fruit for the Packers up front as he ran around and through San Francisco for five pressures and a pair of sacks. 17 pass rush snaps. How is that possible? I guess they didn't have the ball much. They didn't throw very much, which again, how stupid that we lost this game. They didn't do anything. They didn't, they had like negative yards through the first freaking half. (sighs) Sean Gary had six pressures and 17 attempts. So Darius Smith had three pressures on 11 attempts. Preston had one pressure on 14 attempts. Six pressures on 17 attempts. My goodness. Devondre Campbell was key against San Francisco's relentless ground game. Two of his six tackles against a run were defensive stops, and he, was, uh, and he wasn't taken advantage of in coverage, allowing just one first down on four targets. He's looking at the secondary. Amos recorded the game's only interception, jumping underneath uh, Garoppolo's pass. Aside from that, there wasn't much action to be found on the perimeter when the 49ers had the football. Eric Stokes was targeted uh, the most four times and gave up the most yardage, 42 yards. Four targets, 42 yards is the worst our cornerbacks had all day. So the cornerbacks were fine. The safeties were fine. The linebacker was fine. Probably because the whole defense was fine. All we've been hearing all week is Debo Samuel and George Kittle and all these guys in this matchup, and they're going to have a, this defense is going to have a hard time stopping them. And that run game, oh, that run game. They didn't score a single touchdown in this game. Not one. 49ers offense did not score a touchdown. And we lost a freaking game. So... Again, it's it's it, we're we're I'm saying the same stuff I said a year ago when we lost to Tampa. What 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 do you do? If you're the GM, what do you do? I'm not even talking about who stays, who goes. I'm just talking about what's the plan? What do we improve? What are we looking to improve? Everything just feels so shallow and stupid. Even if we can bring back 100 of these players or 100% of these players, okay? What do we do? What fixes this? Maybe another wide receiver can do it. I don't know. A wide receiver like MVS probably, who was hurt and didn't get to play in this game. 10 points, man. I'm just staring at the score. That's just crazy. I'm so tired of these anomalies. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, whether it's Kaepernick breaking records or whoever breaking some kind of record in the playoff because it's just some kind of an epic collapse by the Packers. I mean, aside from the the Kansas City Chiefs game with no Aaron Rodgers and obviously the Saints game, I mean, it's just they've been they've been pretty dominant at home. The worst performances they had were 24 points. So aside from the collapse, they should have won this game. But guess what happened? The collapse. The offensive collapse again. Except this time the defense showed up. But what does it matter when the offense plays that bad and scores 10 freaking points at home? Oh, and what am I even talking about? The Saints game wasn't at home. Stupid. So the Seahawks game was our biggest collapse at home. But I'm, 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 just, I'm just looking at it because why not? Why not rub it in a little bit, right? Um, 
Do you know how many times in the Aaron Rodgers era, um, we're talking about how many games have has Aaron Rodgers, not in total, but uh, in about 131 games that the Packers have played at home since Aaron Rodgers has been here. So the vast majority, obviously, with the exception of injuries and, and somewhat, uh, call it 125 games, I don't know. You know how many times we've had 10 or less points at home? Five. Five times. This makes number six. Five out of about 125 games that have been played at Lambeau Field, we scored 10 for, for like the sixth time. You know what the other times were? One was the complete waste of a season against the Detroit Lions when it was 31-0, to zero, right? Six and nine, Joe Philbin uh, led Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers deciding to come back uh, from whatever, but uh, Deshaun Kaiser primarily played in this game. Rodgers was three of five for 26 yards. So that one didn't even really have Aaron Rodgers playing very much. There was the game against Baltimore in 2017 that had Brett Hundley in it. There was the Vikings game in 2017 that had Brett Hundley in it. So we can get rid of that one. So we've got a Deshaun Kaiser game, two Brett Hundley games, and that leaves us with two games. 2011, January 2nd, 2011. It was the game one week before we won the before we went into the playoffs. The year we won the Super Bowl, we beat the Bears ten to three. We won that game. The only other game that's somewhat similar, January twenty second, twenty twenty two. January twenty second, twenty twenty two. Green Bay Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Again, man, we're just we just love breaking records, don't we? Just things that just don't happen. Green Bay Packers at home putting up ten points. And again, you got a lot of people like, well, you know that. Packers aren't actually that good at home. The Packers don't actually have a home field advantage. Packers, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, well, again, they do. But um, first time that this... <laughs> this is basically a first for Rodgers. And it happens against the 49ers in the playoffs, right? Just don't completely implode. Just don't have one of your worst home field performances of your entire career, please, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers offense in a year when this, this home field offense... Same thing that happened with Dallas, Right? Remember, Dallas is dominant. Dallas is unstoppable. Dallas, Dallas, by the way, a better home team. I didn't want to bring that up because it would cast a shadow on this season. A better team at home, even, than the Green Bay Packers. They got smoked at home. Why? Because of a collapse. Packers, got, Packers are a dominant home field team. Not just historically, but especially this year. What happened? They got spanked because of a collapse. Offensive collapse and a special teams collapse. So now what? It's the thing. I mean, you look at the data. You look at all these things that that never happened. It doesn't mean anything. So what? It's never happened. Well, this is prime opportunity for something that's never happened to happen. You know, and it's 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 what you never see coming. You know, well, they'll never be able to stop Debo. They'll never be able to stop Kittle. They'll never be able to stop this rushing attack. Well, we did. Again, the offense zero touchdowns. What they get six points. Their offense scored six points. And by the way, they, their starting field position was what the forty yard line for crying out loud. Like every freaking drive, and they still only got six points. And if you'd have asked anybody, you know, tell, just give them that the 49ers offense is going to score six points in this game. Nobody's going to pick. Nobody's going to pick the 49ers to win. And why should they? Because the Packers don't do this historically. I mean, the, the Vegas would have been just throwing money out there. Take all my money, because there's no way the Packers are held to less than that. There's no way the Packers don't overcome this at home. Give me a break. And I know, well, the 49ers deserve some credit too. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's not, again, there's there's no bad teams left in the playoffs. They're, they're all good teams, but this that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We think the 49ers are proud of that performance. 
The 49ers played a, a imploding Dallas Cowboys and an imploding Green Bay Packers. They've, they've been ushered into the NFC Championship game, hoisted. Last two years in a row, we lost to a quarterback that's just trying to throw the game away, but we can't seem to get our hand on the ball. There were at least two left on the field. Stokes could have just ran, could have just walked one into the end zone, but you know, I mean, I'm not mad at him. He made a good play. He wasn't expecting the ball to be that late. It's fortunate he didn't get a penalty. He tackled the guy so early before the ball even got there. Anyways, man, that's where I'm at. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, I do. I love the off season. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I, I just need to try to get into enjoying football mode, you know, enjoy, just enjoy football, enjoy the process, enjoy the build, enjoy, embrace the drama. Um, the draft is fun. Free agency is fun. Um, and if you get too wrapped up in just thinking about the Super Bowl, it's just going to break you because the, the prospects are not super bright. We are very likely headed for, I mean, it's almost like I, I love everything about football except when the Packers play. <laughs> like if, if we could just theorize about football forever, I think I'd enjoy it a lot more because um, those are the parts where I'm the most miserable. Even when they win, it's just the anxiety and everything else. It's like, oh, I can't deal with it. But the lead up to the game is exciting, man. And again, the off season is just, I mean, you can't lose in the off season. I mean, you can, but you don't know it. You can pretend you're winning. Well, whatever. At the end of the day, our team ended the same miserable, sad, pathetic fate of 31 other teams this year, and we're just going to have to deal with it and get over it. Just like just about everybody else, even though it feels like we shouldn't be this way because we have one of the top teams, um, we go through pretty much the same process as everybody else. And that is try to figure out how not to suck next year. <laughs> and I know, well, you didn't really suck. Oh, okay, whatever. We got to figure out how to be better than this. And again, the hardest part is I don't know what to do. I can look at Detroit and tell you what you need. I can't look at the Packers and tell, you know, I mean, of course I can to some degree, but what difference is it going to make? I don't know. I'm just talking in circles right now. Why don't we take a break? Be sure to check out modernfrontier.com if you want to drown your sorrows in meat. Um, he can get it delivered right to your door, and that's going to be fantastic. I made burgers yesterday. They were delicious, although um, my stomach was, you know, in knots all day, so it wasn't the, the greatest um, wasn't the greatest time to be putting food anywhere near me. It's weird. I feel so just bad right now. <laughs> like everything, like my insides are just ruined. But Modern Frontier Farms, they've got uh, some grass-fed beef. You can get some pork. Uh, again, the best thing you can do is reach out to them. But if you want to just order online, have it delivered to your home, use promo code MEATPACKER or MEATPACKERS. Either way, both promo codes, I believe, work, but it is one word, all caps. Meat Packers. Also, very sorry for Drew. I had a bunch of people lined up to... Um, donate by however much the Packers won by. Unfortunately, the Packers didn't win. I know it's probably not a good time to be begging for stuff, but if you still wanted to, you know, throw a little bit his way, that would be kind of cool. Drew is trying to get help for his seizure service dog. We will take a break and uh, we'll hear from some pained Packer fans on the other side. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now... Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, 
and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've got 31 comments, so obviously um, everybody's more than willing to uh, throw in their comments. The question was pretty straightforward, um, or the, the whatever that I posted. I said, if you have any thoughts, let's hear it. And uh, you guys gave me your thoughts, so let's run through these and take another day to try to cope. Patrick says, Rodgers and special teams were terrible. He targeted Devontae most of the time. The special teams didn't do any favors but 10 points. Come on, man. That is crazy. Special teams gifted 10 points, and I don't even think that's the worst we've done this year. It's it's ridiculous. Um, somebody on Twitter I just saw as I was perusing around, because again, for some reason, I actually take a break and I don't need to. But they had mentioned something to the effect of, you know, when a team is able to d- double Devontae and just bring four and win, you're going to struggle as a quarterback. I'm not going to give Rodgers that as an out necessarily, but it is true. I mean, we, we, this, this is what makes, this is how you know you're in trouble. You know, again, Football is largely just about numbers, and you got to pick and choose, right? You go strong here, you go weak there. If you decide we're going to go weak up front and see if we can win with that and then go heavy in coverage, and you can win with that weak front, what do you do as an offense? Traditionally, what you do is you run the ball a lot, and you try to be successful with that. Um, We didn't run the ball a lot, and we weren't super successful. I wonder if we had stuck with it a little bit if we had started to get more momentum, but then AJ gets hurt, and that causes problems, and then you trust it even less, and you're like, well, I... You definitely don't want to lean on Aaron Jones and Patrick Taylor and then take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands because then if we lose, everyone's going to crucify me. It's going to be horrible because I took the ball out of Rodgers' hands and how could you do something so terrible? Anyways, Andy says, I'm still not over the reversed fumble on San Francisco early. Yeah, that sucked. Somebody asked me, do you think that's a turnover? And I said, I think it is, but I don't know what the rules are, man. I Something about, you know, a football move or something felt like a football move to me, but I guess the ball was kind of moving which makes sense because he was pulling it into his body, which was what you normally do, but it certainly felt like a football move or like he caught it and was running, but maybe not running enough. So it's, it's I don't know, whatever. Clayton says, fire Mo Drayton into the sun. The offense was abysmal after the first drive. This was their shot. Dark times ahead. I'm broken. That's that's basically a perfect summary. I don't. I think that's where we're all kind of at. Um, you know, I, I hate to just come down so hard on a guy like Mo Drayton, you know, not forgetting that the guy is still a human being. You know, he might not be very good as a coach, but he's still just a human being and he did his best. Um, so I don't want to, uh, I mean, you know, again, the, the guy's got a family, but this never should have been. I mean, it was it was a mistake, obviously, to hire him. It was a mistake not to fire him, and it cost us. Um, and again, he says this was their shot. It was, and so was last year and the year before that, and, you know, 20, 
11, 12, 13, 14, 2009. These were all great shots, and they just didn't they didn't get the job done. Uh, dark times ahead. I mean, that, I'm definitely much more pessimistic about the future than I was. Um, and and again, it, it largely, I I think Rodgers loves playing. I think he likes being a Packer. I don't think he's still angry at Brian Gutekunst. But um, and again, I, I'd mentioned I think the Packers mean it when they say they want to bring him back, but. It's not just that simple because there are conditions and stipulations to everything. And I don't know how desperate they are, especially, you know, I'm sure Matt LaFleur is desperate for Rodgers back. I don't know that Gutekunst is because he has to figure out how to build a team, not just today, but for the future, right? It's not one year and then doom, right? What, what are we actually trying to do? And um, again, there's going to be stipulations to Rodgers coming back and people are going to be mad at Gutekunst, I'm sure, if he decides that we're, we're more concerned about not ruining our team for one more year of this, he's going to get crucified because how could you let Rodgers walk away? I know it's it's going to be a, a brutal off season, but um, that is that is the biggest the biggest question mark I have is what is the plan? How much are they going to try to balance, rebuild, and uh, and stick with it? Because again, it's not even that they need to rebuild from a standpoint of our team is trash. They need to rebuild because they have no money because they went all in to keep Rodgers. Blah 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 blah. David says, disappointment, not ready for offseason. And then he adds F beans. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm always ready for the offseason. I love the offseason. I get excited about the offseason, but um, I just got to get out of this funk. And, and the other issue is I'm going to transition to the offseason. Everyone's going to be mad. How could you talk about the draft, you piece of garbage? <laughs> I don't know, man. I can only dwell on this for so long. I mean, it is, again, I, I, I about five minutes into this, I had said everything that needed to be said. And I've, I, I, after the first comment, we, everything that's been said has, has been said. I mean, there, there's, we know what it is. You know what I mean? You, you don't need me. I don't need to summarize this for you. We don't need, you know, we went, we had the press conferences yesterday and there was thousands of people listening. It was like, we needed to hear something. And everything they said, it was like, we know this. We don't need to hear him say this. We're looking for some form of closure that just doesn't exist. We're looking for some kind of an answer that just isn't there. You know what it is, man. The Packers are good. They're not good enough. That was the, that was the reality all along, but it doesn't mean they couldn't have won. Maybe they could get lucky. Doesn't have to be the best team that wins. We get these guys back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And he adds, uh, field position was really skewed against us. And that, that was, field position was a nightmare. And that, you know, that was another thing where extra kudos to the defense and then just looking at the special teams just ruining us. I mean, it, it also made it harder for the offense. A lot of those failed drives, they were pinned, man. When you're inside your own 20, it's, it's not easy. You just back up against it. I don't know exactly why it is that that makes it harder to get first downs, but it just seems to be a problem. Aaron says, hopefully Mo is worth it. Man, I don't understand the Mo thing, man. Uh, Andy says, we missed Dylan a bunch too. I agree. You know, I mean, in a game like that, and again, I don't know if they would have taken the ball out of Rogers hands, but I think everybody watching that game realized that this would be the, the ideal game to just play smash mouth football. I mean, we can't throw the ball. Guys are dropping passes left and right. Rogers almost threw a pick, a, a very rare, like pick six in that game. He got lucky. Cobb played defense really well. But I mean, in these conditions, you know, look at what happened with Tennessee. You know, they, they kept running the ball, and by the second half, the Cincinnati couldn't stop them. Now, they ended up losing the game anyways, but you just kind of saw it, this this comeback mounting, because Cincinnati just couldn't tackle him. It was getting cold. They're getting tired. It's hard to tackle. But yeah, you don't have A.J. Dillon, and it's hard to be like, all right, Aaron Jones, I need you to be our smash mouth foot. It's like, that's not, that's not a thing. Eric says, special teams cost us the game like we knew it would. Missed field goal, blocked punt return for seven, 10-point swing. A.J. Dillon getting hurt also affected us. They should have at least gave Taylor some touches. 
It looked like Rodgers was only looking for Tay. With our cap situation, this may be an ugly offseason. Oh, and there were only 10 players on the field during the final field goal. They should have fired Mo before he hit the tunnel. Yeah, I don't. I I would be stunned if if I mean, well, I, I maybe I wouldn't because they're trying to be compassionate, but I would be shocked if he made it through the day without being fired. I mean, you remember how they how they cut Mike McCarthy after that horrible performance? I mean, it, again, they won't because Matt Lafleur's you know and Brian Gutekunst are going to try to be compassionate, but that's not compassion. He knows he's about to get fired. Put the guy out of his misery. Wombat Mode says special teams was bad, but I put this on the offense. You only need to be ten points and you could win. Couldn't do it. I that's. That's that's exactly the, the biggest takeaway for me. I, I put it more on... The special teams might have been worse than the offense, but I put it more on the offense than the special teams. Again, first of all, because we don't have Aaron Rodgers on special teams. We have a hodgepodge group of guys that have never been really good at anything and the worst special teams coordinator in the entire league. The offense has Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Matt LaFleur, Nathaniel Hackett, all these supposed superstars, and the bar could not have been set any lower. This is not on special teams. This is on you. It, it, I mean, you, you even with their collapse, you didn't have to overcome that much. You did not have to overcome very much. 14 points would have won you this game. A second touchdown. We almost had it on that second drive, if not for the fumble by Mercedes Lewis. And who knows, with that drive running the way it was, maybe we get the 14 points, maybe that's game. I don't know. Mike says, blow it up, all of it. Fire Mo, send 12-pack, and build a team around the defense and special teams. This passing offense stuff isn't getting it done. Run the ball. In other words, be the 49ers, be tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think that is the direction we're going to go after Rodgers. You know, and, and, and to be completely honest, to, to kind of put a weird and somewhat negative, but also maybe overly optimistic view on this, part of the issue with the offense is that we're trying to do somewhat of an Aaron Rodgers slash Kyle Shanahan hybrid. Kyle Shanahan's fine with, Sh- with uh, Garoppolo being the quarterback because he doesn't need Aaron Rodgers. He just needs a guy that can distribute the ball to the guy that I need open. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play this way. And I just need a guy that's going to do this, this, this. We don't need a superhero. And I think in some ways, this has worked to our detriment. We've gotten away from the scheme and and kind of, again, built this sort of hybrid. And in these tough situations, rather than relying on like Shanahan will, scheming guys open and doing just the simple stuff, it's like, let's just put it in Roger's hands. Let's send some boys down the field and see if we can make some magic happen. And the magic just doesn't happen. We keep depending on magic. We keep expecting Rogers to do magic. And Seems like Rodgers does magic when things are just going well, when they're in the scheme and everything's working. But when th- when the chips are down, we can't just hand in the ball and say, I don't know, do something. That's never worked, despite the fans screaming for it all the time. Just give it to Rodgers. Why would you take it away from Rodgers? That's not a plan that's ever worked. And I don't know if there was a plan that was going to work. I mean, running the ball wasn't going to work. Throwing the ball wasn't working. I don't know too many other options. I mean, it, look at what did look at what Detroit did to us, right? Detroit pulled deep into their bag of tricks and 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 kind of worked us with some special teams, with some special plays, right? Do we not have one? I mean, it, it, this is it, man. This is this is the game. This is it. The, the, the chips are on. The, but again, that why aren't we going to do it? Because we're not going to depend on trickery. We're not going to depend on on guys like Equinemius St. Brown on an end around to, or, or Randall Cobb, which by the way, Randall Cobb played quarterback. We couldn't have done that. You know what I mean? You pitch it to Randall Cobb and he throws the pass to Aaron Jones down the field, but we're not going to because that's too... That's not safe, and the Packers like to be safe, and part of being safe is, is Aaron Rodgers is like a warm, comfortable blanket. We don't want to lean on our scheme because that means leaning on guys like Josiah DeGuara, and you don't want to trust Josiah DeGuara over Aaron Rodgers. You don't want to lean on guys like Amari Rodgers because he's struggled, so we're not going to give that guy opportunities to be a Debo Samuel. We're not going to give him the opportunity to grow because I don't want to trust a guy like that to do some kind of a end-around type of play. And so these guys don't grow. We stick with the guys that we know. 
and we just run this same offense over and over again. There's no real complexity. There's no real, none of that stuff. All the stuff that makes this special. And, you know, again, maybe that'll be a benefit. I mean, it's still a, a net negative not having Aaron Rodgers. But maybe the positive is we can lean on the scheme and the offense as it is a little bit more. It'll be a little bit more pure if we just have a guy that's just staying in the... I don't trust you to do jack squat. You know, if, if the chips are down, it's on Matt LaFleur and, and the offensive coordinator, whoever that might be. It's not on... I almost called him Brett Hundley. That just that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> it's not on Jordan Love, right? I mean, it, it may be to some degree, but it's it's we're we're relying on our offensive system to work, and as a result, this guy's going to be open. and And you're also much more willing to lean on trickery and and misdirection and all that kind of stuff because you don't have this this massive sun in the middle of your solar system. Aaron Rodgers is the sun, and he's he's the whole focus. He's everything. And even Matt LaFleur leans on him too much. Everybody leans on him too much. And Aaron Rodgers wants to that. He wants everybody to lean on him. He wants to take control. He doesn't trust anybody else, and nobody trusts anybody else except Rodgers. He is our offense. He's everything. As weird as it is to say, if you want to be the 49ers, Rodgers can't be here. And I'm not saying we're going to be better. I'm just saying that the, the team is still going to have an air of this is just who they are. I mean, it's it's slightly different. It's definitely better under, under Matt LaFleur. But this is always going to be what the offense is, which, again, generally is very, very good. But, um, I mean, we're going to win the same, we're going to lose the same, I think, as long as Rodgers is here. We, we, we can't seem to get away from an, a certain identity. I mean, there, there's minor tweaks. You know, the defense gets a little better, gets a little worse. Special teams gets better, gets worse. The run game gets better, gets worse. The, the coaching play calling gets better, gets worse. But Packers have always just kind of generally been the Packers since Rodgers has been here. Again, I'm not saying it's going to make us better because it's probably not. But if, if you want to get away from this this offense, if you want to change something drastically, Rodgers can't be here. That's all I'm saying. So I don't want to hear anybody say, you said we'd be better without Rodgers. I'm not saying that. But there is that element. I, I think there will be a more, you're going to get a more pure version of what Matt LaFleur wants with Rodgers not here. For better or worse, probably worse. Travis says, this was worse than the Seahawks loss. Dud at home. Defense doesn't give up a touchdown and still lost. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I'm not in pain as much. I think it's, it's more of just like a raw wound. That's just, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I kind of just went numb on this one. You know, usually on these games, I feel sick. I'm angry. I'm, I'm like beside myself. I just kind of sat there like, yeah, I, I, you know, somebody posted on Twitter. I saw something to the effect of the, the part that hurts the worst is that we all knew this was coming. And I think that's kind of true. So it wasn't as devastating to me as the Seahawks lost, just because that it felt so good for so long, and then just watching it slip through your fingers. Um, this was just watching. This was just ugly, you know. I mean, the first drive and the defense looked great, but you, you just you. I don't know. Even as I'm watching it, I, I was thinking, you know what's going to happen? We're probably going to win this game. It'll be by like a field goal, and everyone's going to say, "There's no way this team beats Tampa," or again, whoever ends up coming to Green Bay, and they're probably right. That was basically my thought as I was watching that game. We're going to lose in the NFC Championship game. And that sucks to feel that way. And I, I wouldn't have had any fun being here today trying to prop it up and be like, I don't want to hear any negativity about this game. We won the game. We found a way to win. Next week, it'll probably be the offense doing great and the defense doing terrible. But the point is just win the game, right? But you felt it either way. Like this team, and then 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 we're going to go to a neutral site, right? If we got the home field advantage thing working to our favor, my thought was, how are we going to go to a neutral site and play the Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills? How in the world are we going to do that? It was it was a massive uh, mountain to climb, especially when you're watching them play the 49ers like that when they can't move the ball. It's like I don't know, man. 
if they can find a way to pull this off against the 49ers, who are not the best team in the playoffs, I can tell you that, um, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Travis goes on to say, waste of a stacked roster. I mean, it, that's, and that's kind of the whole problem. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people are going to say we don't have enough talent. That's the problem. It's not true. What do the Bills have? The Bills have a quarterback and a wide receiver and what? Who's their elite number two? Who's their elite tight end? You know, look at their offensive. I mean, look at their pieces. What do they have that's so much better than us? The Chiefs, you know, I mean, look at their defensive pieces. The defense is doing great, but with what? Again, it's not that it's, you know, it's not that Gutekunst isn't building a team. It's that we just don't know what to do with them. And again, maybe it is, maybe it is a Rodgers problem. We, we just lean up. We, we got all these other people. We've spent so many years of having a, a subpar roster. And so we need to lean on Rodgers. And now we don't have a subpar roster. Now we have a defense and we have a run game and we have all these other pieces. We have a scheme that we can lean on a little bit, and we still focus the entire team on Rodgers. And if he has a bad day, we're done. We lose. I mean, it's very rare. I mean, we beat Seattle when Rodgers had a bad day. Generally, though, when he, when he plays this poorly, it just we just lose. And when you pair it, I mean, you pair what Rodgers did to special teams. And again, I don't know that this was much different than Seattle. Take away the special teams gaffes and how horrific the field position was. Give Rodgers a little bit better field position. Give the 49ers worse field position. We probably win the game if you remove how horrible special teams was. But yeah, I don't know. Travis also says, sad Cobb didn't give a, get a single tight. It is. Because again, you know, the fairy tale part about this is these, these are the guys that are going to step up. You know, Rodgers and Devontae and Cobb, they know what it takes. These are the guys. And Mercedes Lou and Mercedes who had a fumble. It's, it's all the guys that I said we could rely on. It's all the guys that you expect to play their best game of the year. It's Devontae, it's Rodgers, it's Mercedes Lewis, it's Randall Cobb. Those are the guys. Those those are the veterans who have been here for 10 years. They know what it takes. Devontae, not quite 10, but it's been a long road. They've been here so many times. They understand what it takes, right? Rodgers played poorly. Mercedes had a critical fumble. Um, Randall Cobb had a pass deflection. It was his contribution of the day. Devontae was fine. I mean, Devontae did the best he could. I mean, he was, he was the only glimmer of hope. I feel like aside from maybe A.J. Dillon, a little bit of Aaron Jones was okay. But Devontae just out there beating double coverage, making catches on terrible throws. I mean, every throw was in the dirt. Devontae making these circus catches, picking these things up off the ground. Um, Devontae showed up. He always shows up. But the other guys that you really depend on to, to be able to get it done, you know, we brought back Cobb for this. This is why he came back. This is why we went out. This is why Gutekunst played ball, right? And again, this is this is why... <laughs> Gutekunst is a GM and Aaron Rodgers isn't. We invested resources. We invested money. We gave up a roster spot for Randall Cobb. I love Randall Cobb. I wish we could have won it for him. But at the end of the day, the guy played like one good game this year. Otherwise, he's been either injured or just invisible. He had like one big game. That's it. This was just about Rodgers saying, we're going to go on a run. We're going to win it. And I want Cobb to be by my side. This didn't help us. It doesn't help us in the future. It didn't help us this year. It's not what Brian Gutekunst would have done otherwise. And he would have been right to not do it. John says, bet coaching is wishing he would have listened and fired Drayton. Average special teams play and Packers win. I'm looking forward to this offseason, but not happy that it has started already. That's that's very much where I'm at. I'm, I mean, it's the only thing that, that gets me excited is thinking about the offseason. It is a fun time for me, which be grateful for that because there wouldn't be a podcast otherwise, even if you're mad at me over it. I'm weird that way. But yeah, I, I don't want it to be now. And um Again, this is the worst part because I know I know I'm going to look at the numbers and nobody's going to listen. And a lot of people have already told me that I need to I need to walk away. And it's the same thing that happened last year. I got a bunch of messages. You know, best of luck with your podcast, but I can't do this. And I get it. So I will just talk into a, a microphone and 
you know, a handful of people that want to hang out with me, that's cool. We'll do what we can do. We're going to have fun, man. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, uh, again, I, 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 like, I like the process of football. The worst part is when they play, <laughs> you know. The worst part is reality. I, I, I like living in the fantasy land of football. I love the, the, the concept and the conceptuals, and that's what makes the draft so fun. It's, it's the what if. It's the scheming and the planning and what if we do this and what if we do that and even, you know, the the other offseason stuff like what if Rodgers comes back and we bring these guys back and these guys play better and second year in the defense and that, 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 right? We, we're going to have a lot of fun with that stuff. Not today, but someday. <laughs> but, yeah. David says, I'm going to miss 12. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on it. I mean, this is, this is a, it was, it was low. It hasn't been this low since last offseason that Rodgers wouldn't be back, obviously. Um, really felt like this was the last year. And, you know, even with the Instagram thing of this is the, the, the last ride or whatever the stupid thing is called, um, you kind of just wonder, you know. And again, these other guys are human beings too. Rodgers and Devontae and Gutekunst, they're all having the same similar thoughts as us. Like, what's the point, man? What, what, what am I doing this for? You know, what, Devontae, what do I owe this team? I'm sure he loves being a Packer, the fans, the environment, all that stuff is great. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's got, a, he's got one more contract in a handful of years, you know, he might get like a three, four year contract. It's going to be unbelievably massive. You know, I mean, pushing a hundred million dollars, you know, if he can get a four year, $25 million a year contract, granted, not all that's going to end up in his bank account probably, but I mean, that's, that's what he's staring down right now. And, and after this loss, um, at the very least, don't expect a hometown discount. You know, I mean, he, he doesn't know this team or anything and he, there's a chance Rogers isn't coming back. And it's like, look, I, you're in contention. You know, I might even give you first preference, but I'm, I'm not taking a discount. I'm not, you know, if, if I have a $25 million offer and you owe, owe, offer me 24.75, I'm not, I'm sorry. I can go lose somewhere else. I can drag a team somewhere else. I mean, that's what Devontae's largely been doing. Devontae was trying to drag this off and he was trying to drag Aaron Rodgers. He's literally dragging the football off the turf. So, hey, you know, Anyways, uh, Alexi says, still lots of fun we had this year, and that is good. A lot of work for Guten Russ this offseason. We'll be all right next year. It was fun. It really was. And, um, you know, again, that's we have to be able to find fun in other things. It can't just all be about the Super Bowl or we're all going to be miserable. Right now, it's just about the Super Bowl. No question, right? It's, it's being stripped away from us. And the season's over, which is just sad. And, and you don't know who's coming back. So there's a lot of things that are depressing. But it was a good season. A lot of great plays, a lot of great uh, games, a lot of great excitement and fun. And, you know, people that got to go to the games and, you know, making friends and all kinds of fun things that happened, but whatever. Ben says, first fire Mo. They were horrible and 10 plays on the, uh, 10 players in the final field goal after the timeout. I also, 58 yards in the second half is unacceptable. Yes, yes. Aaron says, bring on the future of the Packers. I've moved on. That was hard to watch, but Rodgers forcing it to Adams was a problem. This hurts for sure, but I recognize how this team can surprise a lot of people going forward. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where we all got to get, you know. Um, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm not a Devontae Adams fan. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Um, I hope these guys come back, but even if they do, for, for how long? I mean, if, if, if I'm alive for another 40 years, 50 years, however long, I, obviously I'm going to have a lot of different quarterbacks other than Aaron Rodgers. A lot of different wide receivers other than Devontae. At some point, we're going to be rooting for a lot of different teams, a lot of different players, a lot of different heartache. And who knows, maybe we'll get a Super Bowl or two in our lifetime before this thing is over. That'd be great. But, um, you know, yeah, we, we, we have to move. There's no other choice. I mean, there's, there's a 2022 Packers. We got to start moving on. That's it. 
we didn't win this year. We're probably not going to win next year. Not, I mean, it's not just doom and gloom negativity. It's just, I mean, that's that should be every team's standpoint. I mean, Tampa, very unlikely they win next year because they're going to blow this whole thing up. The Chiefs, we've already seen the cracks. I mean, they're coming back strong, but, you know, that's, again, it's it's the flickering light thing. Buffalo's ascending, you know, good for them, but who knows? And I don't know, I mean, everybody, the, the, the Bears, they got things to look forward to. We have things to look forward to. The, the problem is when you're at the top, you feel like you're just, you're heading down. And again, that's, you know, it's like, well, there's not a lot of room to go up anymore. But, um, you know, we can still have fun theorizing and trying to figure stuff out. Who knows? Maybe we're looking at a quarterback in the draft. Maybe I'll get my guy, Matt Corral, and I can get all excited about that. I don't know. Christopher says, was either Aikman or Buck that gave the quote, a real special teams meltdown seems appropriate. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Douglas, uh, so Douglas went to the game and he was even doing some interviewing and kind of doing some video work and everything, I, I think. I don't know. I saw a couple of videos he made. Looked like he was having a real good time. I'm looking forward to hopefully finding some more content that he made as far as interviews and videos and whatnot. But he says, I'm interviewing people after the game. So far, everyone thinks Rodgers is gone. Very sad feeling, glum and angry. Douglas goes on to add, personally, I know it's football and I'm enjoying life and my friends. Uh, Green Bay Packer Nation jumped in here, which is, uh, you know, Brady, who's got the uh, gigantic Facebook group that I'm sure all of you are following. Um, make sure you go follow him. But I got to check in with him, see how he's doing. I know after the game, he was thinking about maybe going live and it's like, I just can't do it. And I was like, good, because I can't either. I'm not doing it either. But uh, I'm gonna have to check in with him because we're gonna have to try to you know, as content creators, we, we don't have a choice. I can't walk away from this. I mean, I can, but I can't. And so we got to try to find a way to dig deep and figure out where to go from here. So I'll, I'll have to check in with him. Brady, I, uh, well, anyways, he says, <laughs> just want to say thank you for all you do. Guys like you make the offseason tolerable. This is when the hard work begins. But uh, Brady, I just want to say personally, uh, thank you for, for what you do. Thank you for allowing me on your platform. Um, thanks for your show. I have a lot of fun working with you. And, um, Hopefully we got some good stuff coming in the future. I'm, I'm very excited about working together. If you, if you don't follow Brady, um, just go check out Green Bay Packer Nation on Facebook. It's, uh, if you just basically type Packers in the search bar on, on uh, Facebook, it's going to be one of the top ones that pops up. But he's got a, a great show he runs uh, every day. I need to get in on that. I just, I'm, I, I don't know. But he, he, he's got it figured out, and he's doing a great job. He's, he runs uh, tons of interaction, obviously, because it's a live deal. And um, just go make sure you check it out. Make sure you're subscribed. You don't miss it. I know he's he always runs one at like noon, which is like right at lunchtime for me, which is usually a good time for me to watch things because it's lunchtime. But I go in the break room and I have no internet. So I try to pop in once in a while when I can. But internet usually cuts out. But he's doing that daily and whatever. Go check him out. Aaron says, only having one of three phases working can't win you a game. The defense showed a lot of grit. I'm excited for the defense to keep growing in this system. And I think that's a that's a that's actually a good attitude to have. My My biggest takeaway is, this defense looked great for one day because we got all the pieces and it was the only day we're going to see it because everyone's going to be gone. But th- there is some reason for optimism. Again, it's year, year two in Joe Barry's system. Guys are going to have a better understanding. You know, Jair is going to get locked up long term. There's no doubt in my mind. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Stokes continues to grow. Maybe we do bring a guy like Razul and Devondre back and that's going to save us a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of headache. I'm thinking Razul doesn't, but, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, just, just having the corners, and obviously Rashawn is staying, and Kenny's still locked up, and, and Savage is staying, and hopefully we can find a way to keep Amos because that guy is just a critical piece for this defense. I really believe that. Um, you know, maybe we draft a safety because Amos isn't going to stay long. If we could just do like a one-year or a two-year contract or something just to keep the safeties in line here. But, um, you know, 
I don't know. That's that's for the future to figure out. But there there is reason for and, and again, there's 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 talent to be excited about. Um, we we do need to to figure out the pass catcher situation between tight end and wide receiver. Um, that is certainly a weakness at this point. You know, I, I I love Lazard and he pops up once in a while, and I, I love MVS. He pops up once in a while, but we, you know, we we need not necessarily a Devonte in terms of talent, but at least a guy that you can depend on more than three, four, five times a, a season. Reliable pass catchers, and you know, if it, if it's a tight end, fine. I mean, a lot of the teams that I mentioned before that, you know, they only have one wide receiver. Well, okay, but they have a tight. You know, Baltimore, but they got a tight. They basically just have a tight end. Even their one wide receiver, I think, is is you know, eh. Kansas City tight end, San Francisco tight end, right? But you got to figure something out, whether it's a second wide receiver or a tight end. I think it's going to be critical, especially if we move on from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's not going to be, it can't just be Devante. You know what I mean? It's going to have to be scheme heavy, run heavy. We got to get this offensive line going. We got to run block better than that. You know, if you want to be Tennessee and just, or, or Indianapolis and just road grade everybody and run the ball constantly, fine, give that a shot. But you got to do something because we can't run an Aaron Rodgers offense with, you know, a decent run game that we lean on a little bit, but not enough and Devontae Adams, and otherwise just perfect pinpoint passes to guys that are decent but not super good. That's, that's how Aaron Rodgers plays, and, and that's why he's as good as he is, because he can do those things, but nobody else is going to come in and do that. So um, you know, obviously, if Rodgers stays, great. But either way, we're going to have to start building. And, and I think that's the other thing, and that's the other complication here is you cannot build around Rodgers anymore. If Rodgers is coming back, fine retain enough people for Rodgers, but you're building for the future. You're building for a day without Aaron Rodgers starting today. You have to, because you don't want to be caught with an Aaron Rodgers team with a non-Aaron Rodgers quarterback. And I think they have been doing that. You know, that's the part of A.J. Dillon and Josiah DeGuara and, and kind of building that out and getting offensive linemen and all that is we're still building for a future that doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. And good thing that they've been doing that. And again, that's part of the issue with Jordan Love. Now, people are still mad about Jordan Love. At this point, it's like, are you, are you, if Rodgers doesn't come back, are you mad we drafted a quarterback? Maybe he's not the right one, but are you mad we drafted a quarterback? Because we're still in this situation either way. I'm not buying the nonsense that if we had drafted somebody else, we would have won. Nonsense. Baloney. So we're in this exact same situation, and instead of a quarterback, we have T. Higgins. You feeling good about that? No quarterback in T. Higgins? What, Kurt Benkert is going to lead us to the, to the Holy Land? By the way, all the draft Knicks right now are basically saying that Everybody in the draft last year, all the quarterbacks are better than this year's quarterbacks. So it would be like, you know, you got Justin Fields, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got Trey Lance, you got Mac Jones, and then you would have like Pickett or something. So the, the quarterback pickings, real slim. And those guys are, the, the few quarterbacks that are decent are end up going to go up pretty early because it's so thin. Guys that need quarterbacks are probably going to invest in quarterbacks, right? So the odds of us even getting them, especially at a good value, are, are basically zero. So, you know, Jordan Love probably isn't the guy. Maybe he's not the guy. I don't know. But again, the thought process behind we should probably start looking at quarterback completely makes sense to me. Tim says, disgusted, unacceptable performance by the offense. Special teams is a joke. Love the defense, but for F's sake, the whole stadium knew it begins and ends with Debo, and yet another empty 13-win season. Not entirely sure what the Debo part meant. Well, I guess it was probably referring to that last play. Which it was one of those things too. Where as soon as I saw that, I thought a lot of people are going to be mad at the defense for not closing out the game. But we can't do that, man. I mean, I, I I get it, you know, but I can't in good conscience blame them for not getting a stop there. I mean, it should never have come down to this. The defense should not have even been asked to make a stop there. We should have been up by twenty points. Should have been up by twenty points. No excuse for anything other than that. It should have been ten to thirty, and we just basically let them waltz down the field because who cares? Goose says time to blow it up. This time we had defense without question. They only uh, gave up six points, 
but special teams predictably screwed up and Rodgers was just laser focused on Adams all night. The recipe has been tried so many times. Time for a new one. No blaming defense this time. And that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, this is the recipe that we can try to add to this recipe and do these different things. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you made something that doesn't taste good and we keep adding salt. And it's like, well, now it's too salty. And so we add a little bit of pepper and we add a little bit of cumin and I'm, I don't know, put some sugar in. I don't know what to do with this thing. Dude, the, the meatloaf just tastes like garbage. Let's throw it in the garbage and make a new, new meatloaf. You know, I mean, we, we're using all the high quality meats and all these kinds of things, but we just messed up the meatloaf. You know, and if we move forward, we don't have the good meat anymore. You know, all the, the, the Wagyu beef we are using, which doesn't really make sense for meatloaf, but that's gone and we're about to throw. And that's, this is actually a great analogy. We have a $100 Wagyu steak, which is not even a very big steak for Wagyu. High, super high quality, basically like 50% fat. I, to me, it looks kind of gross, but let's just, let's just for the sake of the argument here. It's a $100 steak, but we messed it up. We put it on the, the, uh, the sear too long. It's black. And so we're trying to cover it up with seasoning and the seasoning isn't help. Nothing's helping this, right? Even if it's not making it worse, you can't fix it because this is cooked too uh, well done and the char is just burned, right? It's, it's just, there's, there's, it's not even just like a crust, it's, it's burned. But we don't want to throw it out because it's a $100 Wagyu steak. So we keep trying to fix it and we keep trying to put stuff on it. We keep, you know, let's put a little A1, let's put a little bit and it just every bite just tastes bad. And either way, we're getting to the end of the steak, but it's like, you know, we've only got like three bites left and we want to get the best possible next bite. We can go into the fridge and get the, you know, $15 steak and try to make that better. Or we can try to find some kind of seasoning, some kind of a sauce, some kind of a something to put on these last few bites to see if we can make this good. We don't want to throw out the high quality steak because it's high quality steak and you can't make that as good as this steak should have been. But that's the point, should have been. It's not though. Right? I get that it should have been better. This year, last year, the year before that, 2015, 14, 13, 12, uh, 11, 9, all those years should have been better, but they weren't. And so we can keep playing with this steak. We can keep trying. We can keep trying to fix it. You know, we'll scrape off the, the burn marks and, you know, what? I don't know, try to grab a meat tenderizer, although that's going to be ridiculous because it's Wagyu. It's not going to get any more tender than that. We can come up with whatever plan we want, but at the end of the day, it's still a burnt steak. And we can try to take a bite and hope that it tastes good. Or again, downgrade the steak, go to the store, get a $15 steak, try to cook it a little bit better if you can. See if you can get a better bite. I mean, you're, you're almost out of steak as it is. Why keep eating this one? Go get a new one. And yeah, it sucks. It sucks that we, we burnt the Wagyu. You know, we wasted the $100 steak, but we did. And there's no one doing it. You know, there's nothing we can do. I don't know what else to do. It's not exactly a perfect analogy because it's not true we can't win moving forward with Aaron Rodgers, but it's not going to be easy. Steak's getting cold at this point. Uh, Sage says, special teams is absolute trash. I'm putting a lot of this game on LaFleur. One for fixing special teams problem. One for, I'm guessing, not fixing the special teams problem all year. And two, not running the ball more, especially at the end of the game. Last two drives, I didn't think they ran at all. Again, I, I agree 100%. I think, and he even said this. He said it was it was... His, he took accountability for basically everything because that's what coaches do. Whether it's entirely his fault or not, he's going to take the blame. But um, there was almost like a mini throw. It was funny because I was thinking this. I was thinking that he should say it. And then he said it, and I was kind of shocked that he did. It was almost like a mini throwing Rodgers under the bus thing because, again, he said he felt that it was, it was he said, it's my fault for not running the ball more. I felt like we should put the ball in our, in our star's hand. In other words, that's my fault for trusting Rodgers in this game. Ouch. Um, he goes on to say, and also, if it comes out that Rodgers was checking out of the run call so he could pepper Adams some more, trade him, well, 
expletive, expletive, whatever. Yeah, it'll be be interesting to find out. Um, that would be frustrating too, especially you know, especially given the given the fact that I don't think the 49ers. I mean, they they did have several times where they were mugging, and you never know if they're going to drop or not. But point is, I, I don't think there was a lot of times where you'd look at it and say, yeah, our our advantage is passed. Again, when when you've got seven guys at the line of scrimmage, and again, a lot of them are going to drop. But in that situation, okay, you want to throw. But there was a lot of times when there's just four guys up front. There's you don't check out of that. <laughs> you shouldn't be anyways. Paula says, I thought it was a weird decision to have Billy Turner at left tackle, Dennis Kelly at right, and everyone knew special teams was a problem this entire season. Anyway, as heartbreaking as tonight's game was, it was an entertaining season. Thoroughly enjoyed all of Ryan's podcasts and definitely tune in for draft coverage. I appreciate that, Paula. Paula's been a big supporter of this show for a very long time. A lot of you guys have. I mean, Goose and Sage. I mean, I, some of you guys I know more personally than others, but I've, I've seen these names plenty of plenty of times. Uh, Doug is constantly in contact with me on, on Twitter and whatnot. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of you guys I've seen a lot of, and I, I really do appreciate the support, uh, not just financial, but just, you know, I've, I had people reach out just thanking me. I had some people not thanking me so much, not being very nice, but <laughs> there were, there was a lot of, of, uh, encouragement and I appreciate that. I had Vikings fans and Bears fans reach out and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for that loss, which is very nice. Um, that's probably better than I, I would have done or did do <laughs> when they didn't make the playoffs. Um, and just Packer fans, just, just sympathizing, empathizing with, uh, you know, my unique situation of needing to do this podcast and knowing what kind of comments I'm going to be dealing with while I'm trying to deal with this emotionally and trying to stick with the podcast and everything else. So I appreciate all of that. Um, but anyways, in terms of her original comments, I, I did think it was weird. The Billy Turner, Dennis Kelly thing. I mean, Billy Turner, I don't know. I don't know how bad of a day he had. Again, I, I, I watched him twice and twice he got thrown around like a rag doll. I, I will acknowledge that Billy Turner is probably a better football player than Yash Nyman, but Yash Nyman had got us here. Even if we stack him up side by side and say Billy Turner is better at every single thing, Yash got us here. And Billy doesn't play left tackle. You got a guy that has not played in a very long time, that is prone to collapsing in big games, that is prone to getting thrown around by the 49ers, that you're moving from right tackle to left tackle. I just don't get it, man. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I want Billy at right tackle. That probably would have been even worse than De- Dennis Kelly, but do something else, man. You know, I don't know. We'll see what the final numbers are, but I, I, I don't think anybody really liked that alignment. Some people were more upset about Dennis Kelly than, than Billy Turner, but I, I mean, Dennis Kelly was doing a good job down the stretch, so I wasn't as worried about that until I saw Bosa was there. But again, I don't know if I want Billy Turner over there more than Bosa. There's also the option of throwing him in at guard. You could do Yash and Kelly at, at the tackle spots and Billy Turner on the at the right guard spot, which, you know, considering um, Billy Turner does a good job at guard, get a little bit of extra help to that side where Bosa's going to be and help fortify this and, you know, see, see that. I, I don't know. There's not a lot of great options, but I felt like there definitely would have been a better option. Mark says, first of all, thank you for your work. Uh, you really taught me so much over the last four seasons. I'll be with you every day in the off season. I appreciate that, Mark. I really do. I know I whine about that a lot, but it, it you know, it's I'm not I'm not mad at people that that leave. It just it's just sad, you know. It's like we were in this together this whole way, and um, it just it, it makes it feel even more final and more sad, you know. It's not just that the season's over. It's not just that the team's over. It's not just that we're not watching games anymore. But all you guys are like, I gotta go. It's like, don't go. <laughs> Where are you going? Don't leave me here by myself. That sucks. Anyways, Mark goes on to say, now I wonder if Rodgers plays so tight because he's pressing too hard. 
I thought Nyman at left tackle and Turner at right tackle would have been a better lineup. Obviously, special teams ruined it. I think Matt LaFleur called a good game. I just think Rodgers played poorly. He was too locked in at se- uh, on 17 and at 18 on times. I also wonder if kill, kill, kill tells San Francisco it's a run play. So kind of going through that, um, does he play tight because he's pressing too hard? I mean, th- there there does seem to be, and this would kind of make sense, there does seem to be a sense for Rodgers where it's almost like he wants it too much. You know, we've talked about it a thousand times when he stays in the system and just just does the simple things and, and takes it nice and easy, the, the team seems to just flow. But when he wants it real bad and he decides that he needs to be the superhero is when things kind of fall apart. And, that, you know, again, it's not all his fault. I get that. I don't want to just keep hammering him on this, but there does seem to be that kind of a correlation. He wants it so bad and he doesn't trust these other guys. And it's like me and you, Devante, we're going to make this work. And Big Dog and Randall, like we're, we're the ones that are going to make this work. Well, he tries to force feed it to Devante, who's double covered. Mercedes Lewis gets a fumble. And the one time he tries to force it to Randall, he's not open and it's almost a pick six. Uh, he commented on the left tackle, right tackle thing again. I don't think any of us were super excited about that. Special teams definitely was a problem. Matt LaFleur call a good game? I don't know. I don't know. I, I you know, you'd have to look on a play-to-play basis, see what was called, whether or not it was a good play, which is really more of a coach on or, or uh, a Sam question based on the defensive alignment and based on what they called. Was that a good play? Um, could it have worked? Should it have worked? Why didn't it work? Was it just a doomed play from the beginning? That's what those chalk wars are really exciting for, because you can kind of look at it and say this play probably isn't. Now, on any given play, it can work or not work. You can overcome a bad play call, and you can ruin a good play call. That's the reason why it's so hard to determine whether or not it was a good uh, game called or, or not. And on top of that, if, if, if Rodgers is checking out a play, is making adjustments, then we don't know what the original play call was. It's hard to judge uh, LaFleur on that. But you can watch the ones where it seems like he's running up and calling or running the play that was called. And then again, just, just if, it doesn't, if it didn't work, which it probably didn't, why? Is it because pressure got home and he had to try to escape the pocket and the, the play? I mean, I, there was one play in particular I remember. I think it was Randall um, was looking like he was coming wide open, you know, 20, 30 yards down the field, coming across the middle of the field. The problem is when he came open is right when pressure got home. So he had to, you know, step up in the pocket, escape out of the right side, which we saw like 95 times. And at that point, he's not going to throw across his body in this cold weather. Plus, it's too late at that point to get it to Randall. I mean, there's going to be three guys converging to get that pick. It's It's got to be about timing as well when he kind of starts breaking open down the field. And at that point, you know, Randall's running to his left, so he's gone. So you maybe got one or two guys, and they're trying to run some kind of a scramble drill. The defense is converging over to that side. The, the play is basically dead. So was it a bad play call, or did Dennis Kelly just ruin that play by getting worked by Bosa? I don't know. Uh, Drew, who is the guy we're trying to raise money for, says, uh, not a surprise to be knocked out this way. Elevating the underling of special teams coordinator that we fired made no sense. That's, you know, that, that was always a questionable call. And, and you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's a bad decision, but when your special teams is one of the worst in football and you hire from within, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Goes on to say, still, the defense played well, and I'm, uh, and I'm choose to remember the season Razul Douglas had for us. That's, yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of positives to, uh, to kind of remember and lean back on and get excited about. And, you know, I mean, you just look back on yesterday um, when I went through all those different seasons, and, and I had a ton of messages from people saying how, how cool that was and how much they enjoyed it, kind of reminiscing about that. And, this will be another one of those seasons. It doesn't feel like it, but all those seasons, for the most part, with the exception of, I think, one or two, um, ended in failure, you know? 
ended either missing the playoffs or getting knocked out of the playoffs. Every single one of them. Most of them were getting knocked out of the playoffs. Packers are here every year and they get knocked out every year. But we still have the ability today to look back and say, man, that was a good team. Man, that was a good season. And we'll remember Razul Douglas and we'll remember Devondre and we'll remember, you know, uh, Stokes and Razul. And, and remember when we got those guys back? Remember when Jair and Zadarius came back and that defense was just a, just a beast? Imagine how good they would have, man. They maybe, uh, that, 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 you know, there's plenty here to, to reminisce about. Anyways, final comment. Chris says, such a kick to the gut. I hate this feeling. I'm so thankful for the season, but the feeling is overpowering. Again, a good summary. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, you guys have yourselves a, uh, a good day. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Um, we'll probably look at PFF because we got a long off season. Um, and so we got to start somewhere. We can further dive into what exactly happened and figure out who we want to be mad at. Um, Actually, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll probably be, you know, kind of live tweeting some of this stuff once the grades come out today. Be able to give you some insights as to what exactly happened to preview for tomorrow's podcast. Um, and I'll probably, I might lean on the Facebook group and Patreon to kind of guide me in terms of where you guys want to go, because we can go a lot of different directions. I mean, I I have that sort of psychotic ability to turn off a part of my brain and go somewhere else. And I, I, I'll, I'll start hammering the draft tomorrow. You know, free agency, the salary cap, whatever. I, I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, I, and I don't want to live in this anyway. But um, I mean, do you want to talk about 2021? Do you want to talk about 2022? Do you want to talk about the draft free agency? I mean, you, you guys, let me know because we, again, we got, we're gonna have to do all of this. It's going to happen. But this week is gonna be tough. And I know half of you have already checked out and like you talk about whatever you want. I'm not listening anyways. But for the guys that really want to stick in there, what, what do you, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? Do you want, should I bring some people on the show? Maybe I should do that. I'll, I'll see if uh, Sam and our coach want to get on and give their insights into this. Maybe we can just do that. Have, have some guests and just let them kind of tear it up for a while. Just as, just as a form of therapy, you know, just to get through this week. I don't know. But um, we'll see. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you guys and you can let me know. So. Anyways, uh, you guys have yourselves a great day. I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.